Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I am Danny. I am one of the pastors on staff. And what a special gift it is to see so many of your faces here in the building and online. You know, I have to say, I went to bed last night excited, like a seven-year-old me, <laughs> excited to wonder and see how many faces would be here today, how many faces would be online. I was checking off the list of my sermon, like, okay, check this off. It was almost like I was checking off the list of my Christmas list as a seven-year-old and wondering what would be under my, um, my Christmas uh, tree. Except for, you know, growing up, my grandmother um, canceled out all the Christmas lists because one day she saw me in my room um, checking off my Christmas lists. Had all my gifts in my room. And um, I was like, okay, yes, that's there. That's there. No, wait, where I said Malibu Barbie and Ken. Yeah, no, that's missing. Santa missed that one. <laughs> and I was making a list of a Santa I you owe me list. <laughs> you still owe me. And at that point, um, my grandmother said, okay, yeah, that's the end of the Christmas list. <laughs> You're not going to make any more of those. And it wasn't I was trying to be disrespectful. I was thought that, you know, the Christmas list was like a grocery list. You know, eggs, milk, bacon, check, check. But that's not what my grandmother wanted me to see. My grandmother was trying to instill in me a different message. My grandmother was trying to instill in me a hope that went far beyond the gift under the tree. It was more than checking off a list. She wanted to ensure that I received something more than that special doll under the tree. She wanted me to see it was more than that bike or a special leather coat that my sister wanted. She wanted me to see that Christmas was beyond the gift under the tree. It was an end of our anticipation of the promise, but that we were celebrating the promise that we get to experience what was happening right then and there. That's why my sermon's title for today is The Gift of Christmas Day. Now, when I think about the scripture that connects to this lesson that I learned as a child growing up, and I want to share this lesson with you today. I believe that James chapter 117 explains it best. And it says, every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. You know, as I considered what God might half for me to share with you today. I landed on this simple thought, that the best gift that we can give and receive on Christmas Day are the gifts that keep on giving. And you know, when I think about those gifts that keep on giving, when I think about those gifts on Christmas Day, those ones that James 
James chapter 1, verse 17, talk about those gifts, those good and perfect gifts from above. The first gift that I think about is the gift of community. The gift of community. You know, growing up in my family, the best gift of community was the day-long feast, the most exciting part of this Christmas Day was a day-long feast that we would have. It was exhausting. It was exciting. But it was so exciting because my aunts and my uncles, my grandparents would spend days, sometimes weeks, prepping for this day-long feast. And I would see them soaking collard greens in the sink, chopping up onions for the homemade gravy, Peeling candied yams for the, peeling sweet potatoes for the candied yams. They'd be layering mac and cheese, cheese for the mac and cheese. They would be making these meals and I'd be looking and waiting. See, why the other kids be staying up at night counting and waiting, oh, I'm going to open up this gift or that gift. Me and my sister and my cousins, we would fall asleep thinking about all the things we're going to eat the next day. Like, I'm going to eat that mac and cheese. No, I'm going to eat them collard greens. I'm going to eat this. We would fall asleep thinking about all the things we're going to eat. And then we would wake up to the smell of homemade cornbread coming out of the oven. Y'all, can we just thank God for the senses that he gave us? (laughs) Thank God for the sense of smell, taste. Mm, I thank God for that. And then... I would thank God because the gift of community. See, the reason why the day-long feast was such an exciting part of Christmas, because the food was a significant part, because it was an invitation to community. You see, at our house growing up, if you didn't have anywhere to go, you knew that that little house on Thompson Street was a place you could go. Miss Charlene and Mr. Joe, my grandparents, had an open door policy that if you didn't have a place to go, you didn't have a warm meal to eat, you could show up at our house and you could come in. But it wasn't just on Christmas Day. That was every day. We had an open door policy You never had to be alone. You never had to go without. You never needed to wonder whether you belonged. We had a sense of community in our home. So Christmas became the opportunity for those who didn't know that you could be introduced into a community It was a place for you to be reminded that even though you've been gone for so long, you still belong to a community. Christmas Day became an opportunity for those who had been in the community to thank God that they had this community to be a part of. You know, Ecclesiastic chapter 4, verse 9 through 12 says, These two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, 
One can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Verse 10 says, verse 11 says, also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. No matter your age or stage in life, being alone affects us all. But God said it's not good for Adam, the Hebrew word for humankind, to be alone. So God took Adam and created community from Eve and Adam. He created community so that we would not have to be alone. So the question is this. Do you have the gift of community under your Christmas tree? The good news is this. The gift is always available to you to receive and offer. You just have to be willing to have the posture of humility to receive it and the posture of generosity to give it. So whether you open your home to friends and family around this moment or you look around right now and thank God for being a part of a community like this, you have the opportunity to give and receive the gift of community, the gift of Christmas Day that keeps on giving. You know, as I reflect on the many gifts that I received on a Christmas Day, there's another one that in addition to the gift of Christmas, of, of gift of community that I continue to receive, And that is the gift of memories. You know, the gift of memories is another gift that keeps on giving. This is because memories tell our story. You know, thinking back to our family um, neighborhood Christmas dinners, the sweetest part of those dinners was the storytelling. You know, those rooms were always filled with someone sharing memories of their past, sharing memories of what they used to do as a child or the things that they used to share about how they used to love doing this, the meals they used to love to cook or things they used to love to eat, how they used to love to eat that pecan pie or how they used to make it that way and not the way my Aunt Carol used to make it. She ain't take too kindly to that shared memory. (laughs) But nevertheless, the house was always filled with everyone telling or listening to memories. It was like the speaker presenting the listener with a gift and then watching them open it with a sense of gratification for the blessing of being in that moment. Whether they heard it for the first time or the 50th time, it became like a gift that kept 
on giving. But you know, Christmas memories aren't always full of excitement and joy. Sometimes our Christmas memories have a heaviness and can feel dark. And honestly, those memories can leave us feeling alone. But Isaiah chapter 40 verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God, and I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. You know, there's a song that we used to sing when I was growing up, and it would say, um, uh, you can't beat God's giving. And, well, that ain't a part of the scripture, though. <laughs> I don't know why that got put in there, but that's all right. <laughs> that's, they added in a Dannyism. <laughs> it's all right. Um, there's a song that we used to sing growing up, and it would have lyrics that say, you can't be God's given. And even if you tried, and I don't remember how to sing the song, so I'm not going to sing it. But it would say something like, you can't be God's giving. I said I wasn't going to sing it, didn't I? Um, Even if you tried. And that's so true. Because you can try to give to God as much as you can, but you can't outgive God because God is an elaborate giver. Anybody attest to that? Here's what God says in Isaiah 61, 3. And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. (laughs) Family, I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that some of us today, it might, that Christmas might not be as light and bright as you hoped it would be. And as Pastor Courtney would say, and God knows that. God knew that not all of our Christmases, not all of our Christmas memories would be filled with candy canes, sugar plums, gumdrops, and marshmallows. God knew that. God knew that we would come to experience some ashes. God knew that we would come to experience some mourning and maybe even some despair. But I believe that God sent me here to remind you of the Christmas memory of him. To remind you of the knowledge that through it all, he will be with you. To comfort you, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. 
God sent me here to encourage you that Psalm 103 and 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Today, I want to give you permission to remember. Be willing to sit with or share with a friend or loved one as they remember the memories that make them laugh or grieve. But don't just do this as your Christmas deed. Instead, see this as your chance to experience a move of God. Because this is why we celebrate Christmas, right? Every year, it's our chance to experience the move of God afresh. You know, my grandmother made it clear that we thank God for the Christmas community. Yes, we thank God for the memories we share, but Jesus is the reason for the season. Matthew 121, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. My granny wanted, to remind, wanted us to remember the importance of keeping the gift of Jesus at the forefront. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born. For to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Above all, the gift that keeps on giving is the gift of Jesus. If you don't have any gift under your tree, make sure you have the gift of Jesus. The Christmas gift of Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. You know, when I think about this scripture, I was reminded that as a child, I didn't know what this scripture was. But this was a representation of the elaborate gift giving of God. For unto us a child is born. For unto us a child is born. That is elaborate gift giving. The government will be on his shoulders. That speaks to the gift giving of God that he will give a gift of being able to see the oppressed, the marginalized. He will stand up to the injustice of the world. Wonderful counselor. He will give the gift to those and be able to be wise and counsel you and give you guidance. Mighty God, he will still toe to toe and protect those when they feel up for the love of those when he love you. Everlasting Father, that he will be with you always and Prince of Peace in the midst of all chaos. God will give you peace. If you don't take anything else out of this sermon, know that for unto us a child is born, that Christmas Day is the beginning. It's the beginning of the story. 
It's not the end. It's the beginning. Yes, we have Christmas Day, but it's the beginning. Today, we gather in person and online to celebrate and remember the miraculous move of God and remember the good and perfect gift from above of Jesus Christ. But we don't want to see this as just a Christmas Day celebration. We want to remember this as a way to take this good news and spread it beyond Christmas Day. The gift of community starts today as good news to take us out and beyond. The gift of memories to remember, to share, goes starts today and goes beyond Christmas Day. And the gift of Jesus, oh, that's a memory. That's something that starts today, but goes beyond. Celebration of Christmas is like football. It's the kickoff. (laughs) Can we celebrate this day as not just a day, but something we do forever? It's a heart. It's a moment. Merry Christmas to you. But let it be something we hold true in our hearts forever. Amen? Amen. Let's stand and celebrate the gift of Jesus.